I'm Andy Bates, rocking out to the music. It's Friday. It is Friday. Guess what we're talking about? Art. Art. <laughs> Sweet. You know what else? It's Friday. And it, it is Friday. It is like uh, T minus, I don't know how many hours <laughs> until vacation for this guy. Yeah. Leaving me alone here. But I am... <laughs> I am. Uh, I'm a little worried. You, you lined up the uh, the big names for next week while <laughs> I'm on vacation. Kind of concerned that uh, maybe I won't have anything to come back to because you're, you're bringing in the big names while I'm gone, and uh, everybody's going to love them more. So no, it's that's going to be a fun week next week. I'm excited for you. Yeah, I'm kind of bummed that I'm going to miss it. Yeah, well, <laughs> I had to get some people to fill your chair, so that'll be fun. <laughs> but you'll be at the helm. You have control of the. I'm in charge. The, the, the controls, all the buttons, all the buttons. It is Friday Coffee Hour. Thanks to our friends at Concordia University, Wisconsin, and uh, for being a part of the Coffee Hour. Concordia University, Wisconsin, CU-Dub. Check them out in the underwriter section at KFUO.org. Yes, sir. So, liturgical art today. I was literally my entire bike ride here. I was like, we get to talk about art. I was so excited. So, um, I like talking about art. It's fun. It's one of my degrees too, so I have like. Oh, oh yeah, I forget that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> one, one of your degrees. one of the degrees. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so we have with us on the phone Jonathan Mayer, founder of Scapegoat Studios, which hopefully a lot of our listeners have seen on Facebook. And if not, y'all need to go check out Scapegoat Studios on Facebook because it's awesome. So welcome, Jonathan. Thanks for being with us today. Thank you. It's my pleasure. So uh, tell us uh, a little bit about you and and how you got interested in liturgical art. Sure. Um, Well, I grew up um, in Omaha, Nebraska, and um, I've been a Lutheran my whole life. I've had good Lutheran parents and good Lutheran grandparents, and uh, my grandfather especially, he was an LCMS Lutheran pastor, and... His father and his father were Missouri Synod pastors, so we kind of have a long pedigree in the <laughs> uh, Lutheran Church, which I didn't really even learn until relatively recently. But um, so I grew up in um, uh, as a Lutheran, uh, you know, going to Lutheran day school like a lot of people, um, and I grew up in what I would describe as pretty, I guess as pretty typical, getting to be pretty typical of Lutheran churches, kind of just a plain Jane A-frame, uh, you know, 1950s-style <laughs> architecture that, <clears throat> you know, empty cross, no stained glass, no artwork of any kind. Mm-hmm. So um, that was my experience in the church. Uh, my exposure to uh, sacred art, if you want to call it that, just came in the form of like your, your Bible story books. I remember um, you know, our parents always did uh, morning devotions with us, and in the evening we would read Bible story books. I was this big, fat um, 1970-something CPH um, story Bible, and it had beautiful illustrations in it, and that was my exposure to art. That's pretty much the sum of my exposure to art. Um, <laughs> 
but I loved drawing even from a young age. And when, whenever we'd visit my my grandfather, who was the Lutheran minister, uh, I'd get to sit in his office and just illustrate Bible stories and just produce drawings for him. And he loved that, and he would photocopy those and into his printed um, sermon inserts that he would put into the bulletin or whatever. So um, I guess I would say that I was I was raised as an illustrator um, first. Um, and so when I, <clears throat> I kind of pretty much lacking in formal art training until college, uh, I went to Bethany Lutheran College in Mankato, Minnesota, uh, which is a very good school, very good liberal arts program. And I, I was a studio art major. And I did, once I took an art history class, that was really my exposure to like the outside world of liturgical art. And it was just really eye-opening, especially um, going on a trip to Italy and seeing, um, you know, the, the, the old cathedrals and the mm-hmm. old masters and getting to see those things in person. Um, and then I went on to, I, after college, I began working as a freelance illustrator. And I illustrated a couple of children's books. And um, then I went to graduate school for illustration. And I guess ironically, that's, I mean, I think I chose illustration because it seemed the most practical <laughs> way to way to first of all get a get a degree because mm-hmm. to to get into a painting program these days you need to be like throwing buckets of paint around or <laughs> you know gluing underwear to canvases or something like that so uh, i found my way into an illustration program which i think in hindsight was really very good for me and followed along with kind of my early influences in you know <laughs> Uh, reading those storybooks and and things like that. And really, if you think about it, a lot of the the artwork in the church historically has been narrative, which I guess Mm -hmm. we would refer to in our modern idiom as illustrative. Mm -hmm. So um, I think that worked really well for me. And I I ended up uh, bumping into a Catholic liturgical artist um, in Savannah while I was at grad school. And he really helped me, kind of guided me along this path and helped me formulate my master's thesis, which was about resurrecting liturgical art. What um, was it What was it when you were describing earlier, you know, visiting churches that seemed nearly void of, of art or any mm-hmm. imagery? What was it that uh, about art in, in the sanctuary, art in uh, other aspects of uh, other places uh, of life that pertain to scripture and faith that made a difference for you. How did that make a difference for you in um, in what you were learning, what you believed? Well, I think I think it was there was some kind of an exposure to to beauty, mm. um, and I. Because when I think back of the the illustrations that I remember, they were all beautifully done. I don't remember anything, uh, you know, remotely like 
you know, cartoony stuff that we see now, <laughs> uh, like the, you know, flannel graph Jesus. Um, they were all, all very beautifully done. And I think, you know, I was young enough that I didn't really realize the, the, uh, inconsistency there, but you know, the, uh, or realize, you know, the, the inconsistency of, Old Testament worship and New Testament worship and, and now this kind of worship that, if you want to call it, I mean, in some ways it's a denial of the Incarnation. It has has more to do with, um, you know, a Reformed tradition or the, the Evangelical Baptist tradition that um, doesn't focus on, on, you know, the presence of God on earth among his believers and not just in a, not just in a, in a spiritual way, but in being actually physically present in, in, in the sacraments. So I guess I was young enough that I didn't really understand the difference. Um, and I, and since I had no real exposure to, uh, churches that, that were more sacramental that for instance, the Catholic church we, we understand is, has had that understanding for a long time. And in many ways, the Lutheran Church has more in common with the Catholics than with the, the, the evangelical Reformed tradition. So um, I didn't have that exposure to know that there was something else out there that that was a little bit more consistent with what what we actually believe is happening in worship. You have a you have a painting uh, that you created for uh, Reformation 500, uh, but Forrest fights the valiant one. Um, can you? Uh, we have just a couple of minutes left, but can you briefly um, describe for for our listeners who haven't maybe seen it, who need to go see it, um, uh, what what this painting is and, and what it represents? Sure. Um, it, the inspiration for it was um, Lucas Chronic's Weimar altarpiece. Uh, it's one of the the two really big important altarpieces that were that came out of the Reformation. And um, so Lucas Cranach, of course, if you're unfamiliar with the name, he he was pretty much the painter of the Reformation. Um, he was the one who painted all the portraits of Luther and Melanchthon and Frederick the Wise and so on. Um, and you've probably seen this painting before. It's um, it's an altarpiece. The central panel is, is a large crucifixion, and to the right of the cross is standing John the Baptist and Martin Luther and Lucas Cranach. And there's a stream of blood that arcs out of Jesus' side and, and is anointing Lucas Cranach on the head. Um, to the left of the crucifixion scene is is an image of the resurrected Christ, and he's draped in this red flowing cape, and he's standing, or he's trotting on uh, death and Satan. So under his right foot is a skeleton representing death, and under his left foot, uh, he's standing on the neck of Satan and thrusting a spear into his mouth. 
I'm going to have to cut you off there because we're all out of time. Um, thank you, Jonathan, for being our guest today. And our listeners will post links where you can view this artwork and a GoFundMe um, effort to purchase this painting for Concordia University, Chicago, which is really exciting. Yeah, so students can, uh, well, all who visit there can see it. Yes, yeah. absolutely. Thanks so much, Jonathan, for being our guest. Yeah, no problem.